Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Welcome to Rosedale Baptist Church, and what a great day we have today uh, for those that are looking in, and I appreciate your faithfulness, uh, you looking in, connecting too, but those that were able to come in. Uh, what a neat, neat time for Rosedale Baptist Church. Uh, and if you've ever FaceTimed someone, you know what I'm talking about. We have our uh, granddaughter, Charlie Rose, who's perfect, just perfect. Uh, and we FaceTimed her for uh, months uh, because that's all we could do was FaceTime her. And uh, I, I would just act the goofiest I've ever asked. Just, I love you, Charlie. And just like, cooing and cooing. And, and my love going to her and her love coming back. I knew she was saying pop, pop in her heart, but not able to say it yet. And so it's one thing to FaceTime, but then it was a whole other thing when they were able to move here, uh, and I was able to see her in person and hold her and, and hug her. Uh, just something about being able to connect with faces as I'm preaching. Now, uh, we're kind of in that transition because of a lot of us, a lot of us still need to do that, that FaceTime, and I love you as much as if you were here. You love us as much as if you were here. Uh, but uh, some that are here, uh, now uh, the hugging and everything, not going to happen for a long time, but, but it's great to have Rosedale Baptist Church uh, reconnected uh, 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 here uh, and here, uh, and we're glad you're a part. Now, today uh, we're switching series from hope in a helpless time to what tough times teach us. We've uh, been looking at that kind of a crisis, we needed it at the time, hope in a helpless time, to now... Uh, what tough times teach us, and there's some things that only tough times uh, teach us. We're going to be in Psalm 61, if you'll turn there uh, in your Bibles, Psalm 61, uh, or tap there uh, on your Bibles. Now, before we get into it, uh, I, I just want to remind everyone, let's pray for our country um, uh, as of uh, this last week, Monday, just uh, that God's hand of healing will be upon our country, uh, the tensions and uh, justice and peace and calmness and God's presence. Uh, let's pray that God's hand of healing uh, will bless and that God will use us as, as instruments in order to heal uh, our country also. And so keep that in mind if you will. Uh, and this morning, one of the things that tough times teach us is that peace only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. And so I want you to say that with me, whether you're uh, in your kitchen, on your couch, uh, in your living room, or here in the auditorium. You ready? Uh, peace only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. Uh, now, David, uh, Psalm 61, uh, there's no date stamp on when this was written. I think we have some clues about when it was written, and in my opinion, it was when not Saul chasing him, but when Absalom uh, was rebelling against him, not early uh, when Saul was, was attacking him, uh, but later in life when Absalom was rebelling uh, against him. Uh, look at it in verse number one. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth, from the end of the earth, uh, he's been exiled. He's had to abdicate his throne. He's gone to Mahanaim, uh, and from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. O Absalom, uh, my son, my son, Absalom, uh, would God I died for thee. My opinion is during those times that uh, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter, talking about God, 
Uh, you have been a shelter. Now, this isn't when he was a teenager. He has history with God. Uh, he's seen God shelter him. Uh, he's seen God protect him. Uh, and so it's during those times, looking back, uh, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Uh, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life. I've had a king's life. I've spent years on the throne, and you're going to prolong the king's life. Uh, and his years, as many generations, he shall abide before God forever. Oh, oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. What tough times teach us? Uh, what tough times teach us? He was in tough times, chased off the throne, abdicating the throne. Uh, he was in tough times. Uh, his own son criticizing him. His own son stealing the hearts of God's people uh, from him. His own son defiling his servants on top of that roof. During these tough times, boy, there are some things that we learn that only tough times can teach us. In fact, put down number one, if you will, Notice the pressure he sensed. The pressure he sensed. When my heart is overwhelmed. He didn't have the peace that passed all understanding. Here, his heart was overwhelmed. He didn't have abundant peace or perfect peace. Here, his heart was overwhelmed when, number one, when problems are uncorrectable. Problems are uncorrectable. He couldn't correct them. He couldn't fix them. He couldn't change them. From the ends of the earth, uh, he had problems that he could not correct, exiled, couldn't re-send, re-ascend uh, the throne. Uh, his son trying to kill him. And so during these problems that were uncorrectable, his heart was overwhelmed. In this part of his life, uh, he couldn't change it, couldn't correct it, couldn't adjust it, uh, couldn't improve it. Uh, it was what it was. It is what it is. Uh, and he learned here that peace doesn't come from correcting all of his problems because he couldn't. And if you're waiting to have peace until then, you never will because our peace only comes from one place. Our peace only comes from one person. Second Thessalonians, now the Lord of peace himself, the Lord of peace himself give you peace. It's not about that pay raise giving peace or uh, how your health is giving you peace or uh, that situation being turned around. It's not about any of that uh, because when his problems were uncorrectable, his heart was overwhelmed. Hey, we're going to see him turn to have peace because it comes from God himself. And so number one, uh, when, when his problems were uncorrectable, his heart was overwhelmed. And then number two, uh, when his people were unchangeable, uh, unchangeable. Uh, we all have some people in our life that, that are hard to get along with, that uh, we've tried to change, we've tried to, to adjust. For him, verse 2, he's at the end of the earth. For him, verse 3, he talks about the enemy, the enemy. Uh, now, early on, he tried to change Saul's heart during that time. Uh, all he ever did was uh, win a victory for Israel. All he ever did was uh, defeat Goliath, the enemy of Israel, God's people. All he ever did was uh, subjugate him to Saul's authority. Uh, all he ever did was, uh, when Saul hurled that spear, uh, he forgave. Uh, all he ever did when he had that chance, catching him asleep, 
to avenge. Uh, He passed, but Saul's heart was unchangeable, much like Absalom. Uh, Absalom, who uh, killed David's son, David forgave. Uh, Absalom, who was uh, out of town, exiled for a time, but David uh, brought back. Uh, Absalom, who for a time stood in the gate, his own son stood in the gate, trying to steal the hearts of God's people, but uh, but, 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 uh, David, time and time again, tried to capture that heart, change that heart, uh, tried to adjust, but there's times uh, when problems are uncorrectable. Uh, There's times when people are unchangeable. Here, his heart was overwhelmed. Romans 12 says, if it be possible, live peaceably with all men, uh, implying with some that's not possible. And I do think that all of us, I think that all of us have problems in our life uh, that we're trying to correct that are uncorrectable. People in our life that uh, if we could, we'd change them, but they're, they're unchangeable. And understand, uh, if we're waiting to correct those problems and change those people to have peace, we'll never have it. Uh, and tough times teach us that uh, our peace isn't tied to our prosperity. Our, our peace isn't uh, tied to our pay grade. Our, our peace isn't tied to uh, do I have great health or uh, sickness. Our peace isn't tied to that. Uh, Our peace is tied to God. And so his heart's overwhelmed because there's problems he can't correct. His his heart's overwhelmed because there's uh, people that he can't change because peace, peace, he's learning about peace, only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. It's the Lord of peace himself. Uh, give you peace always, uh, even when you're in Mahanaim. Uh, the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, himself give you peace always, even when you're not on the throne, even when your son is running you out of town, even when your uh, life is being threatened. Well, he learns in tough times that peace really does only come from one place. Peace really does only come from one person, number three, Uh, His heart was overwhelmed when problems, uncorrectable, people, unchangeable. Number three, when pains were uncontrollable. When pains, pains, hurts, the heartaches of life, when they're uncontrollable. Verse one, hear my cry. I'm crying to God. Verse two, from the end of the earth will I cry. Will I cry when my heart is overwhelmed. Not if, but when my, my heart is overwhelmed. His pains, unstoppable, uncontrollable, uh, uncorrectable people that were uh, unchangeable. And and if you wait to to have every problem corrected, have every person changed, to have uh, every pain stopped, to have peace, we'll never have peace. Because peace doesn't come from those. Peace doesn't come from that. Uh, In fact, there's two ways to learn this. One of them is Uh, to try to make as much money as you can all of your life, and someday at the end of your life, you'll realize that doesn't bring peace. Uh, There's two ways to learn this, try to uh, achieve and uh, and, uh, uh, have accomplishments and be recognized and popularity, or or, uh, maybe it's it's some kind of thing that you do, uh, but at the end of your life, you'll realize that peace had nothing to do with those. Peace only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. And so here... His heart's overwhelmed. His heart's overwhelmed. The pressure that he sensed, put down number two, if you will, in your outline. Number two, the prayer that he spake. 
the prayer that he spake, David's learning this, that peace wasn't about being on the throne or off the throne. Uh, peace wasn't about uh, having a, a, a time of calmness or a time of conflict. Uh, peace wasn't about, uh, was I doing great or uh, is it kind of hard times? Peace has nothing to do with that. He's, he's learning, he's looking to the, to the only place, the only one, the prayer David spake. Verse 1, hear my cry, O God. Uh, attend unto my prayer, verse 2. From the end of the earth will I cry unto God. From the end of the earth will I uh, cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, uh, it, it's amazing to me that many times it takes these type times for us to interface for us to realize, uh, for us to turn to, for us to plug into, uh, for us to, to, to strengthen our relationship with the only place, the only person from which comes peace. It only comes in from one person. It's only found in, in one place. There was a Native American that was a believer, a Christian, and uh, someone asked him, they said, can you describe your relationship with God? And he said this, he said, it seems to me that there's an irrigation ditch running from God's mighty river of grace to my parched soul of grief. An irrigation ditch running from God's mighty river of grace to my parched soul of guilt. And it seems that when I pray, it opens the floodgates of that irrigation ditch and my life is flooded with God's mighty river of love. My life is flooded with God's mighty river of grace. I'm inundated by that. David, dry and parched because his problems couldn't be corrected. Dry and parched because he had people that couldn't be changed. Dry and parched because his pains couldn't be stopped. Hey, David, hey, before you give up, look up and let God pour down that mighty river of peace and grace and love and joy. His heart was overwhelmed. He knelt down. He looked up. He's praying. He's interfacing. And God, God satisfies every need that he has. God solves the biggest problems he's in because the biggest problem he has is not about, do I sit on the throne? Don't I? That's not the biggest problem. The uh, biggest problem he has isn't about, uh, am I being chased out of town? Am I in Mahanaim? Hey, that's not the biggest problem we have. Hey, the biggest problem we have is do we have that connection with God? Uh, and it's at times, during those tough times, we realize that's the only place, the only person where true peace is found. Hear my cry. Uh, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. And so, uh, number one, we saw the pressure he sensed. His heart was overwhelmed. Uh, and then uh, we saw the prayer that he spake. Uh, but then ultimately, it's because, number three, write it down, the person he sought. Uh, the person that he sought. Uh, peace only comes from, uh, only comes from one place, one person. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. The Lord of peace himself give you peace always and by all means. Isaiah, he's the prince of peace. Hebrews, he's the king of peace. Now, the peace of God be with you all. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan shortly. Ephesians says, he is our peace. And so David learned during these tough times, we can learn, will learn during these tough times that peace has nothing to do with 
the size of our house, the style of our car, uh, the, the state of our, our, our job, our finance, uh, nothing to do with that. Tough times teach us that peace only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. Uh, look at verse number two. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Uh, how many have ever played that international game of finger opening? Anybody in here ever played that? If you have uh, children or if you have nephews, nieces, or grandkids, uh, and maybe you have a couple of pennies and it's a four-year-old nephew, and boy, uh, he's trying to get them out of your hand, those pennies out of your hand, and that, that international game of finger opening, uh, the rules are once he opens one finger, you can't close it again, and that's just the rules. And so uh, he'll try to pry, pry that finger open, and then uh, once that's open, boy, he might see a little bit of that, the, the penny there, see, and he pries and pries that next finger open, and then he sees those pennies, and then uh, pry and pry that next finger open, and then uh, when he can get to the pennies, he snatches those pennies, he runs away. Uh, it, it's just a few pennies. It's just a child, and it's just a game. But all too often, we as Christians treat God the same way. Uh, praying that he'll, prying from his hands, uh, one finger at a time, uh, my, my, I need a, a better grade, one finger at a time, I, I need a raise in pay, one finger at a time, uh, my health isn't as perfect as one finger at a time. And then when we're able to snatch those pennies and run away, snatch those pennies and run away, and we leave the most important part of prayer, and that's the hand in which those pennies lie. God's still with an open hand wanting to walk with us. God's still with an open hand wanting to spend time hand in hand walking with us. Boy, those pennies will run until we need more pennies, and then we'll pry, we'll pry, pry again, and then snatch and, and run. But the biggest part of prayer isn't the pennies. The biggest part of prayer is the hand of God. Prayer isn't about pennies. Prayer is about deepening our relationship, hanging out with our Heavenly Father, spending time with our God. Have you ever been there where your heart is so overwhelmed? Maybe it's a job thing or a health thing or a uh, relational thing, and your heart's so overwhelmed, you basically collapse that burden uh, collapse in the presence of God, uh, and you start uh, praying, praying, connecting, interfacing, and, and before too long, the presence of God, presence of God, so strengthening, so calming, so uplifting, so transforming, you find yourself leaving on a higher plane than coming into your prayer closet. Uh, you ever been there where you realize, I forgot to to even ask for what was burdening me. Uh, I forgot to even ask for that job situation. Hey, I forgot to ask for why? Because the biggest need we have isn't that. The biggest need we have is an uninterrupted relationship with God. Look at the descriptors in verse number two. Lead me to the rock, the rock, the rock that is higher than I. Uh, a rock isn't something uh, that you pray. Hey, can you give me? Uh, can you help me? Can you bless me? Uh, job, career, finances. Uh, no, uh, a rock is something you build your life upon, uh, that you stand uh, upon, uh, giving stability. Look at the next one. For thou hast been a shelter, uh, a shelter. Uh, if it was raining, and there are times when it is, and just coming down, 
I get to my shelter, my shelter, uh, my home, uh, I, I don't stand out in the rain saying to the shelter, hey, shelter, can you uh, part some of these droplets and making sure that uh, this part here, I don't want to get wet, and shelter, shelter, hey, answer my prayer here. No, a shelter is something that we go into, and when we're spending time in the shelter, that's what protects us. A shelter, for thou hast been a shelter to me, and a strong tower from the enemy. None of those things are something that we ask things of. All of those things, look at verse 4, I will abide, I will stay connected to, I will make sure that I stay grounded upon. I'll make sure that I'm, I'm dwelling in. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever, for he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. Abide under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 32. Thou art my hiding place. Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place. All too often we come for the pennies and we leave the hand of God. All too often we're requesting of someone, someone we should abiding in. And a lot of times we'll treat God like a heavenly vending machine where, okay, I have a need, I'm hungry, quarters put in, push a button, drops down, grab it, go, eat, leave, uh, until I'm hungry again, and then I come back, quarters in, push the button, drops down, uh, I grab, uh, I go. Uh, and we don't spend time, we don't spend time, in fact, I worked for three years for the Teamsters Warehouse Union, uh, midnights for three years, and I've seen more than one vending machine uh, turned upside down, uh, because quarters in, pushing the button, they didn't, it didn't give me what I wanted, didn't give me, and, and they'll just beat it and bang it and turn it upside down and try to shake stuff out of it. Uh, how, how many times have we seen Christians that felt like God didn't give them what they expected? Oh, they put the quarters in, and oh, oh they push the button, but, but that thing, that item, that pay raise, that career, that health, that situation wasn't exactly what they wanted. Uh, and, and so maybe not turning that vending machine upside down, but they absolutely walk away from that relationship with God. Uh, peace only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. Uh, and you have as much access to God's peace now, today, uh, as you did three months ago. We have as much access to God's peace, God's presence uh, today, uh, as if we were riding the highest we've ever been, uh, even if we're the lowest we ever have been. Hey, we still have access interfacing to the Prince of Peace, the God of Peace, the only one who truly gives peace. Number four, and here it is, uh, we saw the pressure he sensed, my heart's overwhelmed. The prayer he spake, crying out. Uh, the person he sought, uh, the rock, the shelter, the high tower, but then the peace he secured. Look at it in verse number five. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Uh, Lord, my confidence in your faithfulness, I know who you are. Uh, you've preserved the king's life. You've been so good uh, through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have already come. Twas grace that brought me safe this far, and, and grace will lead me home. And, and so uh, he starts out saying, Oh God, thou hast heard my vows. Thou, thou hast given uh, the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life. And his years, as many generations, the king shall abide before God forever. Uh, Lord, I've seen who you are. Uh, I've seen what you've done. Uh, I know that you will. Uh, I know you're going to. 
I'm going to abide and stay in your presence. I'm not going to snatch the pennies. Just pennies. Just a game. I'm not going to pry loose, snatch pennies, run away. I want to make sure that I'm holding the hand of God. And so David learned some things in tough times. And in these tough times, sometimes there's some things you can only learn in tough times. Now take the rest of your life trying to learn it, but you'll find, you'll find peace doesn't come from that new job, that pay raise, that living somewhere else, that bigger house, that situation, that, that person correcting, that problem changing, that, that pain stopping. That's not where peace comes from. It only comes from one place. The Lord of peace himself who gives us peace always. Be careful. Be anxiously worried. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, if you're on the throne or not, if you're at home or not, uh, whether there's calmness or conflict, uh, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds by that person, by that person, by Christ Jesus. Isaiah, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. At the heart of the cyclone tearing the sky and flinging the clouds and towers by is a central calming place. So here in the roar of mortal things, I have a place where my spirit sings in the presence of God's face. And obviously, that takes us to point number five. Uh, Write it down. Uh, The praise that he sang. Uh, The praise that he sang. Hey, why can we sing when there's some things that still haven't resolved? Uh, Why can we congregate or connect or or worship uh, when there's some situations that are still unresolved because our peace isn't found there? Uh, Our peace is found uh, in our God. It's only found in one place. It's only found in one person. Look at verse number 8, and we'll close. So will I sing praise unto thy name. I'm not going to sing praise to my my job, my career, to uh, the doctors, the health hospitals. I'm not going to sing praise to uh, the situation, the relationship, and uh, no praise goes there. No praise goes there. By the way, no peace comes from there. No lasting peace. No peace comes from there. Uh, No eternal peace Peace only comes from one place. Peace only comes from one person. The answer isn't changing this or adjusting that or fixing this or correcting that. The answer is abiding and focusing uh, and staying connected to the one place, the one person from which comes peace. Now listen. If you've never begun a relationship with the Prince of Peace, it's as simple as by faith, by faith. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. He's done all the work for us. Uh, He took your cross. He took your sin. He took your nail. He took your crown. He took my place on the cross. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in him abiding in him. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, uh, now's the time to say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. 
You can say it in your heart. You don't have to walk an aisle. You don't have to say it out loud. Just realizing uh, that all I do is going to fall short. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And Lord, without you, I know I can't make it to heaven. But I trust Jesus Christ, you alone. By faith, I place my faith, not in my works, not in a baptistry. I place my entire faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for me. Lord, come into my heart and save me. By the way, if you're already saved, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Not just for salvation, 100% faith in him, no faith in ourselves. Hey, we're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not unto our own understanding. And it doesn't matter at that point how fast, harsh, the winds are whipping. doesn't matter how turbulent and wobbly the times are if we're connected to the one place, the one person, the only place, the only person who can give us peace. Well, all of a sudden, when you're abiding in him, there's a calmness, there's a serenity, there's a peace that passes all understanding. Well, thank you so much for coming out this morning. But in a crowd this size here, I guarantee you there's problems that we want corrected. Uh, national, we talked about that. And even uh, with the virus, there's problems we want corrected. There's people in our lives, I'm sure, that if we could adjust, we would adjust. And pains that we would want to stop. But you don't have to have any of that to experience the peace of God, the peace that passes uh, all understanding. And so uh, whether you're here in the auditorium or whether you're uh, watching at your table in the kitchen on the living room couch, well, let's take a minute just to pray it in and, and express where our faith lies. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.